While we are still standing, I'd like to offer the scripture lesson for the sermon today. But first, join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, we are wondrously needy, and you have met our needs in Christ Jesus. Therefore, we come to you through him, the word made flesh. And we ask that your Holy Spirit be upon us, boring out our ears so that we may hear wonderful things from your word. We ask this because you are kind and we are your children. And all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. I'll be reading from Luke chapter 15, and I'll begin in verse 25. Luke chapter 15, verse 25. Now his older son was in the field, and when he came in and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. And he summoned one of the servants and began inquiring what these things could be. And he said to him, your brother has come home and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he became angry and was not willing to go in. And his father came out and was pleading with him. But he answered and said to his father, look, for so many years I have been serving you and I have never neglected one of your commands. And you've never given me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your wealth with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf. And the father said to him, Son, you have always been with me, and all that, I, all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, for this brother of yours was dead and is alive and was lost and is found. Thus far the reading of God's word and all of God's children said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. It was pretty obvious, but a father had two sons. The younger son up and left. The older son stayed put at home. Last week we noted that the father was a watching father. And he likely watched with sadness as his younger son left and then he watched with great joy as that younger son returned home. Many of us possibly, likely, saw ourselves in that younger son, the so-called prodigal son. Someone who has received and squandered the gifts of the father, abusing what had been given. Perhaps we can relate to someone who doesn't have it all together. Today we will look at the other son, the older son, the older brother, the one who has it all together, but doesn't. Luke's gospel has much to do with the lost, and the 15th chapter of Luke's gospel presents to us a lost sheep a lost coin, and a lost son. But please note, 
it is not just that the younger son, the younger brother, the so-called prodigal son was lost. Both sons were lost. The father of these two sons was a watching father, and today we will see that he is a welcoming father. Do recall the younger son has come home and dad throws a party. The ruckus of the reception and the sounds of the celebration were all over the place. The hills were alive with the sounds of music. Some servants have already jumped in, having been tasked with grabbing a robe, grabbing a ring, grabbing shoes, oh, and let's prepare a meal. Go kill the fat calf. Those servants have done what the father has asked, and there is a partay going on. And now today we meet the older brother, the older son, the one who stayed home. He was doing what his father asked. He had been out in the field tending to the demands of the day. It's what I do. Maybe he had even wondered where some of the hired help had gone. No matter, he continued being Mr. Reliable, working among the fields of diligence and planting rows of excellence. Morning to evening, a job well done, every I dotted and every T crossed. His motto might have been, Dad asked, I do. You can trust me with your wallet. I could run this place. I'm in control, and if I were to ever leave, this place just might fall apart. He had a high opinion of himself. And to the outside observer, he looked good. Then, he comes in from the field. He approaches the house and he hears the sound of both music and dancing. <clears throat> What's all this? What is going on? As competent and as efficient as he is, he still doesn't know everything. He calls over one of the hired servants, asks him to explain. The hired servant explains, and he says, your brother has come home and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. The father has welcomed the young, wasteful son and big brother is not too happy about this. As a matter of fact, he is enraged. He is having his own warp spasm. Verse 28, he became angry, or gidzo, he became an ogre. Hmm. We are looking at the same event. We're looking at the same family, and we are seeing different reactions in the same 
family. We're looking at the same event and dad rejoices and the brother rages. Same event. Hmm. The older brother, also a son of the father, he might have even looked like dad, but he wasn't acting like dad. For the older brother, there would be no joy over finding a lost sheep, a lost coin, or a lost son or brother. You can imagine such. Sheep are stupid. Coins roll away and land in cracks. And brothers be dumb. You can also imagine going, you know what, there's still 99 sheep over here. Why? There's still nine coins right here. And we've lost the brother, but I'm still here. You got me. The older brother was in a froth. He was so ticked off, he refused to go inside. I'll show them no way. No way. Not for him, not for this. I will not lower myself to celebrate that. How how dare he return? Who could ever welcome such a one? He probably still smells like pigs. This scoundrel of a family member, he did not represent the family name well, no. He has tarnished our name. The older brother, he didn't even see his brother show up. He heard that his brother was there. And his brother's presence moves him to disdain, disgust, and a despising. No sympathy, no compassion, no mercy, no fatherly welcome, no resemblance to the father at all. Whoever wants to go to someone like that? Nothing's ever good enough. So the father comes out to this older brother and started to plead with him. The father who had been watching and saw the younger brother a long way off got up and went to that younger son and now the same father goes out to the older brother. The older son He speaks to him. He appeals to him. He pleads with him. He becomes like a paraclete, the Holy Spirit, and like Jesus. However, the older brother, the precise, just right, always right son, has an answer for his father. He has an answer for his pleading father. And by the way, his answer is more like a lecture. He said to his father, look, 
For so many years, I have been serving you, and I have never disobeyed a command. And yet, you've never given me a young goat so that I may celebrate with my friends. Lecture, lecture, lecture. Stop right there. The son says to his father, look, I need to point some things out to you. As if the father hasn't noticed or known. Look, for all these years I have been serving you. Something else known by the father and noticed by the father. I have never neglected a single command of yours. I have never put it off to the side, omitted it, walked by it. Really? Pretty bold. Uh, How about except for this one? I've been pleading with you and you've said no. You've never even given me a young goat, the other red meat, so that I might celebrate with my friends. The lecture of this son to the father was, I, me, mine, and you. I, me, mine, and uh, you. I, you, me, you. Dad, you don't even see this. I need to point this out to you. So the watching father has become the waiting father. Waiting for his older son to finish venting. Because there's more. The lecture hall is still open. The older brother keeps on going. Wow. The father who did not lecture the returning younger son is now receiving a tongue lashing from a young son. Wow. The older son has even more to say to dad. And you've heard of those who speak with forked tongue? The older son speaks with pointed finger. But when this son of yours shows up, not my brother, this son of yours, let me tell you about him. We are so different I am not like him, but I do know about him. I know his kind, and it doesn't take much awareness or even an account on social media to know what he's been doing. He has devoured your wealth with the scummy and the sleazy. Do you have any idea what he might be tracking in here? Who's to say he's not going to do it again? He and all of this makes me sick. Uh, He's got a reputation. And it's going to slosh over and stain all of us. And what do you do, Dad? You, Dad, throw a party You kill the fat calf for him. By the way, fat calf, I thought we were saving that for a special occasion. The older brother shows himself to be an adversary. 
the older brother shows him. He doesn't ask a single question. He doesn't inquire. He only accuses. He's become an accuser of the brethren. He backs up his truck and unloads. In his arrogance, there's no mercy. There's no compassion. He just throws down. Can't breathe around such people. The arrogant are always sucking the air out of the room. Always telling other people what they did wrong and what they did. Let me tell you what's going on. Finally, a, a pause, a breath, a gap, an opening, finally. And the Father now speaks. Amazingly, the first word out of the Father's mouth is, Son, After all of the spewing of the older son, the father does not disown him. Son, graciously, he shows himself to be a welcoming father. Son, the father does not open in a tirade and tear down. Instead, he says, Son, Dad doesn't start by saying, you know, it's about time you shut your mouth and listen for a moment. He doesn't go full Matt Foley. I wish you could just shut your yapper. Instead, Dad claims him as his own, just as he did for the younger son. Son, Son, we are in the same family still. We have always been together, it is true. You have always been with me. I have seen this, I know this. All that is mine is yours, son. All that is mine is yours. And this includes this son of mine. Or as you like to call him, this son of yours. Son, he's yours too because he's mine. All that is mine is yours. But there's more. The, the father points out that the sons, the brothers are connected. He is, the last verse today, verse 32, he is your brother But we had to celebrate and rejoice for this brother of yours was dead and now lives. He was lost and is found. They are brothers. And the truth is, both brothers have quite a bit in common when it comes to profound sin. In this, they're not much different Some sin openly. 
in nasty places. Others sin quietly and make the place nasty. Some sin in rancid ways. Others sin with more respectable sins. Some sins are right on the surface and they cannot be hidden. Others have secret sins which they think are hidden, but they too shall be exposed. First Timothy 5.24 The sins of some are quite evident, going before them to judgment, while the sins of others follow behind. So let's conclude. There's no doubt that the younger brother was mired in the stinky slop of public sin. Easily seen, it was photographable. The older brother was good at pointing it out. Sharing the post. All the while he sat in his own sewage of sin. And he thought it smelled good. Many of us can see ourselves in the younger brother. And we rejoice in the Father's reception of us while in our stench, in our sin, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. However, we may be reluctant to see ourselves in the older brother adversarial, accusatory, me versus thee. I have arrived and those other losers are barely slogging along. Our side, their side. Look what I have done and please note how clean I am. All the while standing over other people. William Law said it well, there is no greater sign of a confirmed pride than when one believes he is humble enough. Paul Walker, rector of Christ Episcopal in Virginia, says, when you are on your knees, it's hard to look down on anyone else, isn't it? This is ugly. This is very lonely. Older brothers band together. And they form their own fellowship of being right with God because we are right and they're wrong. They will tell others about their precision and accuracy. They are skilled at adjusting the rifle scope. And they become sharpshooters against all those others who are so wrong and messed up. Others whose turning to Jesus didn't look like theirs. Or maybe they even read the wrong books or gasp. They don't read much at all. <laughs> there is an ugliness in that older brothers tend to group together and listen to other older brothers forming a community of cranks. The only people who really listen to older brothers are other older brothers. 
it is possible to become adversaries against those upon whom the Holy Spirit is working in the Holy Spirit's timing. Helmut Tielicke said that when the father accepts someone as his child, we certainly should accept him as our brother. But sometimes we'll stand back and go, this far and no farther. I don't think the Spirit of God can fix that mess. And this can happen even in our church clothes with daily Bible reading and vigorous worship. It is possible to become more filthy and stinky than a pig dweller who has been received by the Father. And yes, we can do this with our theological precision. We can camp out on our disagreements with the weak and unbiblical views of those weak and unbiblical other people. This can happen in churches, denominations, with fellow servants. We can become messianic. If you're not for us, you're against us. Have you noticed how right we are? Have you noticed how wrong they are? I thank thee, God, that I am not like other people. I work diligently. I do what I am told. I tend the farm. I listen to Dad. I am not like those wretched pig wranglers who wander and waste and are clueless and wrong and then come back and expect me to accept them. There's a lurking danger here. We become older brothers when we condemn the younger, less mature brothers and one another's. But we can also become an older brother when we start to despise the older brothers. And then we become one ourselves. On a whole new level. Our hope is outside of ourselves. Not a single son not a single child, not a single daughter has a claim upon the Father. It's not a hope. The only hope is the Father's claim upon the sons. The Father's claim upon the children. The Father is watching. And the Father is welcoming far more than we are. And once again, Jesus is the door held open to the Father. So whether our sins, your sins, or public and your rebellion visible to many, or if our sins, your sins, were more private and acceptable in polite and public company, the reality is that the watching Father has seen it all, knows it all, and loves His children with a super abounding love. And He shows Himself to be a welcoming Father. 
the word of the Lord offered in the name of God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and amen.